Hola, soy Chicharango. Suscríbete a Guantan Football. What's up, everybody? The mantra that we have for this week is one down, two to go, two to go. Uh, this is LAFC 360. I am Vince LaRose, and joining me, Connor Colopsis and the voice of LAFC, Max Bredos. We're all very, very happy on this Monday. Uh, we have a lot to celebrate, but a lot of work to do, and we're going to accomplish all that in like 45 minutes right here on LAFC 360. Right, guys? Always. We always do it in a very timely manner, Vince. Yeah, there's some good. There's some. There's some, we bring it every week on LAFC 360. Sometimes there's nothing going on, and sometimes there's a lot going on, like this week. So we've got to we've got to be consistent, even though there's a lot to talk to. We'll get to all of it. Obviously, this is the good stuff. This is what we signed up for, supporting or working for this club as we head into uh, just the second Western Conference final, just the second playoff win for LAFC. So. There, you're right, Max. There's a lot to talk about, so we might as well get right into it so we don't miss anything. We're going to try our best to go over everything, and that includes going over that Galaxy match and then looking ahead to Austin because I'm looking in this chat. All you guys have a lot to say about the Galaxy, and then everyone's pumped up for Austin. So we'll try to cover all the bases with you guys, but let me remind you, uh, if you haven't already, please subscribe. Go ahead and hit that like button. Smash uh, that be- like button. Smash, smash that it. Like Smash it and uh, send send us the bill for your computer. Uh, and then uh, just be active in the chat, which you already are. And I see uh, an old friend, Gerardo. Gerardo, you've had a tough go with your new job, but welcome back. We're glad to have you. Um, so let's we get busy. appreciate you, dude. Yes, we do appreciate you. And we got to see you out there sometime back with us uh, out in front, out in Pepsi Plaza, which, by the way, if you guys didn't check out the tailgates or the postgame, uh, it was uh, a lot. There was a lot going on. We all, We got through like 15 minutes, but... Really, the crowd just wanted to party, and I, I'm cool with that. So we, we went off and party. But let's let's go ahead and get started, did you uh, as we always do. Did you go home and or did you go to the after parties? I did. I went up to I went up to the sunset deck. Can you believe it? Probably haven't been there in like a year and a half. Omg! Uh, and, How long did they keep it open till? Oh, it was. Uh, I left there probably. They were raging well close to midnight, and it didn't look like it was going to stop anytime soon. Uh, but I had to get home. So, yeah, it was going. Uh, but let's start this show like we do every show uh, with our three questions. Uh, and we'll start with what happened. And because there's so much to talk about, we're going to do this a little bit different. I'm just going to kind of steer the ship. Ah. So what happened, obviously, is LFC beat their biggest rival 3-2, to two, a game in which they never trailed but did give up multiple leads. Uh, and so I, what I want to start with you guys is what was the single biggest or most important factor of this game? Because I can think of a few. Obviously, Dennis Bwonga involved in all three mm-hmm. goals. Uh, Steve Trondolo with a big call in a substitution, not making his first substitute until the 78th minute. Uh, you could talk about Chicho Rongo, right place, right time. Connor Klopsis, what was the single biggest thing for you that uh, resulted in the 3-2 to victory? It has to be Bawanka, right? There, I, I mean, so much happened in this game. So much happens in these El Trafico games every time it happens. But... Bawanga was the, the the difference maker for, for LAFC, which was much needed. I, I can't say for certain that if he wasn't on the pitch, we would be winning that game, if I'm being completely honest. Um, so, yeah, he's the difference maker. He's coming late in this season. He's um, settled well with the team. He's part of that core group now, whereas you have a couple different players, whether it's Teo, Bale, uh, Chiellini a little more so, but... Um, Teo and Bale specifically, who haven't really cemented themselves in the the starting lineup completely, but seeing Bawanga come in at that time and just we said it. How many how many times have we we sat here when Brian Rodriguez was still on the team saying he's just got to be able to put the ball in the back of the net when it matters, right? He's got mm-hmm. he's got the it. He has it, but you also have to put the ball in the back of the net. And how many times have we like just sat here and been like, why can't he do that? Denny stepped up big in a playoff game, scoring two goals. Are you kidding me? That's such a huge asset for us. I love it. Big game, Bowanga. We we knew it was coming, right? We just saw it, and we love Matt Doyle, but he sent that data about how Bowanga hasn't been converting. And by the way, Matt Doyle is the best follow in MLS because what I love about him is that he'll identify players because he watches everything, and 
he will identify players that people will be talking about two years ago. But he went after Buwanga and it backfired on him. And but and look, we have the uh, the benefit of watching Denny play every week, and you knew it was going to pop. You don't get those guilt edge chances time and time or take on and have that work rate without mm-hmm. the payoff. And it came out in a huge way. And he, he is a 90-minute guy. He's not going to come off in any game, regardless of LAFC, have two more games or one more game the rest of the season. I think the uh, the coaching the the coaching storyline is also very interesting because we were like going, what's going on? And then Carlos Vela comes out and he he's always come out of the game okay. But this time he was like, wait a minute. Uh, we're still chasing this game. He brought him on, brought on Mahala, and then they get the goal. Uh, it changed the game. It was the yeah. right move. And, uh, and who, who was the one saying that uh, Mahalo was going to be the the X factor for LAC in the playoffs? That was I Vince, right? Someone saying that in the stoppage time. Let's not get there carried away. He had a nice performance, but an <laughs> X factor is a bit strong. It's like a, not a capital X, but a small X. Uh, and uh, I just think the management is really interesting because how do you prepare for Vancouver? You're like, okay, Keeling, we might get him a little bit at the end. No Gareth Bale. I'm not going to use Christian Teo. He's sitting there. He's a rock star of a player, but I can't use him. And then bringing in these guys at the right time, I think that was uh, that reflects very well off of Steve Cherundel. I'll also say that this is kind of what, what we expect from LAFC. It's not pretty. The game was amazing, but I rewatched it, and you know there was while LAFC did well. I mean, they were, they were chasing a lot. They were mm-hmm. uh, there was a, there was sloppiness to be sure. It wasn't a a just spectacular 90-minute performance. It was exciting because you were there in that atmosphere and there was so much at stake. But this is how LAFC plays. They'll mix it up with you, but they get results. This year. But I will say, Vince, maybe... Go Go ahead. ahead. Well, I was going to add on to Max's Max's point about uh, a big decision. Awkward. (laughs) Well, look, I I use this reference a lot. So, uh, you know, it's easier to see with, with Major League Baseball managers. They bring a guy in, a guy hits a home run off of him. But then everyone forgets all the times that it went right, right? So they always kind of hammer people for bad decisions. But bringing out your captain, Carlos Vela, and I know Steve kind of covered for him a little bit, said, yeah, he's cramping. Uh, I I think that was Steve just trying to save some face of his captain. Uh, But he made that decision and it was the right decision. I would say there was a secondary decision and people are pointing this out in the chat about kind of the space given up in midfield. But Steve said that at halftime, they went to more of a two sixes approach with Kellen Acosta uh, and Ilya Sanchez just kind of in that space in front of the back line. And if I'm remembering correctly, Ricky Pooch pretty active uh, in, in dangerous spaces in the first half. Second half, I can't really remember him being in and around maybe like 25 yards out. And, and was that the right approach to change um, the setup? I mean, we knew that I, it was going to kind of go around Ricky Pooch. It really, we knew that that. So I, he, I thought he was so influential for better or worse, but he yeah. is, as we said here, he was going to be a centerpiece of this. And that's kind of where the, the game not was won, but certainly was played. Well, I, I don't want to move on to what we learned yet, but I think it's important to mention, I, I forget who said it in the chat that uh, I think it was Luis. Do we feel we played the best team and game plan? I, I mean, against the galaxy. Um, mm. I, I, I think what, if we do want to move on to what we learned, I, I, I feel as if we learned that this team is, is cut out uh, top to bottom for, for a result that when we were talking in the pregame, and we saw that Chiellini wasn't starting, and now we kind of know it. He wasn't completely fit to to, to start. Um, we were a little worried, right? Because we were, I guess, so used to seeing we Chiellini and either w- with Murray or with Segura. That was just a given. You guys talked about it on MVP that oh, who's going to start with Chiellini in this game? And so when we found out that it was Mario and Segura, and the last game they played against, uh, played together was against Austin when. The game that we will not talk about um, until later. I, I just no think players were able to step up and grind out a result. Look, as Max was saying, it wasn't the prettiest game LAFC have ever played. They they grinded out a result like they have been doing all season. But the fact that we didn't have Bale. We didn't really have Chiellini. Teo didn't play. Uh, Carlos came out in the second half. Apoku was able to come in and step up. Like these are, that's big. Especially mm-hmm. coming into the playoffs, and I don't want to understate how much credit we have to give the whole team. We still have two more games to win, two more games to go all the way to the cup. But you have to give at least a little credit to the team, and a lot of that is Steve Trundolo, as Max was saying. That's kind of the genesis of this monologue. But 
Yeah, per, I mean, producer Chris nails it here in our fancy rundown. LFC finds a way to win. If you're asking about game plan, I don't think we saw what, I don't think they executed what the game plan was. Because I talked to some people and they wanted to press. They wanted to be high up the field. They wanted to possess the ball and they really couldn't. They, it was weird couldn't. to watch a yeah, it was weird to watch a game in which, like, at times they couldn't string three passes together, but the first and second goals are, like, 15 to 19 pass moves that were pretty mm -hmm. nice. But ultimately, like you said, Connor, they really grinded out. So let's let's kind of move to what we learned. And I'm going to start with you, Max. Uh, are you more confident in this version of LAFC than you are the 2019 team? And let us remind everyone that's on the show today, that is the anniversary of that 2019 5-3 victory over the Galaxy. But... If you compare these two versions, Max, and the way that they can win games, what, what, who are you picking? Like, if if the 2019 team is playing this team, who are you picking? That's a tough question. I don't like tough questions, LaRosa. Uh, just a side. I think that's why we do this show, though. I know. Okay, I know. I will answer it. I did want to add what we did learn was football in Los Angeles is in good hands because the Galaxy uh, look like they're going to be getting better as well in LAFC. So this could be something we see at the top of the West. And with the playoffs going chalk, that's great. We also learned that's such a special place to see a game. And I'll have some great memories, as we all will, roaming around that stadium, giving people hugs. I gave, like, Todd Saldana a two-minute hug, and I almost started crying because I just I was holding him. I'm like, don't go. I saw <laughs> Ilya gave him a hug. I was like, and I sweating. He was just drenched with sweat. And I go, I don't care. I was there with my wife jumping around. I was like, it's unbelievable. But. This is, I guess the answer is this 2022 team for the question that you asked. Just because it, when it's completely in place, it, it really has everything you could you could want. And I think the criticism we had on 2019 is they played a certain style. And when things kind of went awry, they, the, mm -hmm. the adjustment didn't come. Where this team can transition, even when they weren't getting possession early on against the Galaxy they uh, didn't make mistakes. You know, they they sat back and said, well, OK, this is what we have right now. Let's let's protect these channels. Let's close these gaps between the, the lines and we'll we'll see if that can work. So I think this is a more a resourceful team, obviously more talented when all things are clicking. We and we still it's middle of October, almost at Halloween. There's two weeks left in the season and we still haven't we feel like we still haven't seen this very best version of this 2022 team. We feel like there's this eureka moment where it's going to go, ah, there it is. Wouldn't you just Hopefully love that Sunday. to come in the, in the MLS cup final? When you just really, love I mean, the team I to just like, it's, I feel like there's a really good chance of that happening where everything just to click Gareth Bale coming in scoring a goal, everything going bang, bang, because they still kind of grind out games. And mm -hmm. if you're at this level, you're going to drop a bit. At some point you're going to go above it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I agree with you, Max. We're still looking for kind of that 90-minute performance. I'm trying to rack my brain here to really but think of when we got it. Team. We had that yeah. in 2019. We had those 90-minute performances. goes, that's how it's supposed to look. We haven't mm -hmm. had that with yeah. the team. Yeah, where they actually absolutely steamroll. I mean, I was chatting with some people, and we were just talking about that game and how it was just this weird, not the usual LAFC performance, but maybe maybe we need to make a really strong delineation like you just did, Max. The 29, This is not really a 2019-style team. They don't press the same, uh, but they're much more pragmatic, uh, and they rely on basically superior talent, great adjustments from the coaching staff, and then great subs. And maybe that is, uh, while it worked well in the regular season, I know a lot of the people that left 2019 were like, maybe we can't win the big game. Maybe this is the way you win the big game. It's by having those three concepts, pragmatism, adjustments, depth. Connor, do you do you agree with that? I mean, do you feel more confident? Yes. Well, I am more confident, yes, if we have a um, a league title to show uh, from it uh, come the end of this season, then it'll be a different conversation. But I think you're right. We didn't have that in 2019 or not enough of it, right? Um, mm -hmm. And I think if things go according to plan, it will show that those three elements will pay off in the end in the form of a title. Mm -hmm. Well, Leonardo makes a good point in the chat. Certainly going to need to adjust versus Austin. So let's move to where do we go from here and where do we go from here as a trilogy? It's now the third time we will play against Austin and they obviously beat us home in a way. So uh, Connor, I'll start with you. What scares you most about Austin? Well, before I say that, I just... Look, the playoffs are crazy. Any team is going to be a tough opponent in in the postseason. 
I said before decision day even came around, if things aligned the way I want it to, I would play the Galaxy in the semis, Austin in the final, and then Philly in the final. And that is could quite possibly happen. So I'm very excited just on just like an entertainment uh, level, um, even though, look, like I, I'm not one who watches the Dallas and Austin game and say, okay, I don't think Dallas is 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 better than Austin, so I want I want to face Dallas in the conference finals. No, either of those teams coming to the bank will be a tough opponent. Whatever happens, happens. I am very scared. I'm just more scared of the occasion. I don't know if there's anything like specific, like the fact that this is just kind of a one-off against a team who really has nothing to lose. I think that's it. They have nothing to lose. They've made it farther than they ever have in their history. Mm-hmm. Two playoff wins in their first time being in the MLS Cup playoffs. Um, we have a lot to lose. It's MLS Cup or bust. Um, and I think that showed against the Galaxy when, you know, they always play with nothing to lose. And I think that kind of rubs off on the team a little bit. And so, look, they're coming into our house, nothing to lose. I think they hate our team a lot, vice versa. Um, so it's going to be, it's going to be wild. Max, uh, do you, do you agree? Do you agree they have nothing to lose? I mean, the last team technically had oh, nothing no. to lose. They do have not, they still have a lot to lose. Because, again, you don't know if you're going to get to this again. There's so many teams. There's a different Western final every year. Who knows if mm-hmm. LAFC gets back to this? Max, Imagine but you can't would. tell me that if LAFC are to lose this Western Conference final, this will feel like a failure on our part. If Austin it loses this, uh, this Western Conference final, it will feel like less of a failure. But, hey, we got there. We went as the distance. But you beat there. there. If you, you've gotten this you far. Now, you've got to get the result. And I'll say this yeah. is to answer your question, Vince, about what scares you about Austin. When they beat LAFC August 26th, they were on a high. And then they won one game in their last seven in the regular season. Now they're going a little this again. So that kind of, you know, they they were comprehensive against FC Dallas. I mean, FC Dallas pulled you that goal what? late, but Austin mm-hmm. really beat them. If if Austin plays like they did in that five minute window, <laughs> they scored two goals against Dallas. That's what I'm scared of. But if they yeah, play anything like they goal. did in the last ten minutes, then no. Well, look against Real Salt Lake, they fell behind and they found a way. This is yeah. a team mm-hmm. deserves to be here, and they have LAFC's number. They're going to use that to their advantage. The one thing, and I think we circle back to talking about this last week, when they and you mentioned it, Connor, about. LAFC's emotional investment to beat the Galaxy. Well, when they did that in 2019, they had four days until mm-hmm. the Western Final against mm-hmm. a seasoned team in Seattle. Now they have 10 days ahead of a, a team that's completely green, literally in this sort of circumstance uh, and figuratively. So uh, there's those things in, in favor. But Austin, to me, uh, underestimate them at your own peril. They're here for mm-hmm. a reason. They were a second-best yeah. team in the West. Yeah. And they had some good wins, including against LAFC. Well, what they have to lose, too, is is not just what you said, Max. They obviously uh, comprehensively beat LAFC at their own place, but they beat them twice. So in their minds, as much as we can say, hey, it's hard to beat a team three times, they should be going into this being like, we've beaten this team both home and away. So that's kind of what they have to lose. Like they, Like the narrative around them is they have figured out LAFC. Uh, but let's let's kind of uh, as we keep talking about this, let's kind of craft a little bit of a game plan, because actually hearing you guys talk about Austin and what scares you about Austin is kind of what scared people, I think, about the 2019 LAFC team. They've got finishers and they score timely goals. So they really get on you. Mm-hmm. Um, they have the ability to come back. But I watched that game. And at times when FC Dallas really controlled the ball, and this was something I'll, I'll add, LAFC was not able to do against the Galaxy, but. When Dallas kind of knocked the ball around, sometimes not even with like yeah. real purpose, just held on to it, Austin kind of looked lost. Like they were like, we don't want to defend for a long period of time. So my game plan would be possession and maybe safer possession at times, mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to the Galaxy. Again, I don't know what if we really saw the game plan, but it seemed like LAFC wanted to score a goal with every pass. Just go forward, yeah. forward, forward. And sometimes it, it didn't work. I, I think you got to really sit them down and say, guys, against Austin, the longer we hold the ball, the better off we'll be because, one, they have quick strike ability, and two, they just don't want to defend. Uh, I want to get your guys' thoughts on what what would you – Max, what would you be saying if you're Steve Toronto this week in, in film? Yeah, I think – and I, I like what Neeson Mob Squad said, defense will win this game. And remember this Galaxy game, LAFC were good. They allowed five shots, but two got through. This should have been a low-scoring game. They were like really you know, against-the-grain goals late, and thankfully to LAFC's benefit – 
also want to mention what Chris Lafferty said. They found a way against RSL talking about Austin, but also played with a man up, which is true, and only tied on a penalty mm-hmm. kick. They got very lucky on that. They got very lucky on not underestimating, but they are not putting up a good showing, which is a different prism to look through. And look, LAFC should on on form. You should probably thump this team, come out and beat them and say, OK, you're not beating us three times. We've better team than you, so we'll do it. But I think that attention to detail from Steve, a lot of film session, looking at the defense to make sure that uh, you minimize those chances. But even if there are chances, you're just, just not leaky. So, I mean, that's why I think Chiellini is a guy who could come in, a lot of people agreed with, and just really organize this thing to that situation. But the midfield has to be watertight. They didn't have their best game, and we circled them yeah. as a key. So, uh, you know, there are, there are question marks. There's enough for, I think, Steve to look at from this game when we told you it, it was a triumphant moment, but there were... It was a flawed performance that there are some things that I think on the defensive side that they have to tighten up, especially mm-hmm. a team that scores this many goals and has always got their foot on the pedal. They're going to go for it. A lot of people uh, getting getting in the chat, asking some questions. And I'll remind you guys, fan questions are, are coming next. But to a kind of precursor at this, because it kind of fits in what we're talking about, I'll ask the question about center backs to you, Connor. Uh, and guys, if you have any more questions, start, start thinking of them now, start putting them in the chat. But Connor, three center backs. We're, we're assuming that if Giorgio's fit, He's probably an option he, he for Steve, but so okay. So you're saying Giorgio has to play? Then then who's his partner? Yeah, I just on Giorgio. I see some people saying, "Look, I think um, Gerardo says, look, Chiellini's good, but Steady Eddie and Murray are, are great." I just think you know you don't you don't you don't pass up the opportunity to to start a a, a player of his class in a, mm-hmm. a Western Conference final. That's just an asset that. Austin surely doesn't have, uh, and nor does any other team in this league. So 100% Chiellini, in my humble opinion. Um, and I think you go Segura. I think you need that. Uh, uh, I don't. I still don't know if I'm convinced on Mario and um, Chiellini in these high pa- uh, um, high pace games, especially when Austin's going to be countering as fast as they will be against uh, against you. You want you want Eddie to be able to, you know, go out of his way to try to lock down uh, Drew, see if it, it comes to it. And I, I would pick Eddie locking that down better than Mario. Yeah, Austin's going to keep the ball up Eddie on Segura the ground. And, yeah, they did. They will. But uh, remember, Max, Eddie and Murray started in that game in Austin. So yeah. is that would that go into your thinking at all, Max? That Eddie and Mario started together? Yeah, against Austin, in Austin. Remember, they started that game. Yeah, I think that into account. It was a much different Eddie Segura uh, for starters. I think that's it's been something a, that, long enough. Yeah, I mean, but that was an Eddie who was coming back in. Now he's he looks watertight. Uh, Murillo is does bring a different skill set. It's I I, I, I Chiellini is the one that I think makes sense. Although again, this is a team that's going to stretch those defenders. You certainly need some pace. I think Eddie Segura maybe is the most sensical of the three that I think if you're going to, if you're going to start building a lineup, his, his name goes in on ink ahead of the other two. Um, I, I kind of like say, it because I, you I, get more passing. Like Eddie, yeah. Eddie, Eddie and Chiellini are two better, are two of the better passes or Murray. Although I will say for that first goal, it did hit a nice diagonal to cheeky that kind of unlocked the galaxy for a little bit and got them into this uh, area where they basically kind of got field position and then they kind of set up shop. Uh, but yeah, I, <sighs> See, I, I kind of disagree. We're Max. sleeping think, on Moody, aren't we? We're sleeping on we Moody. We are. I actually, I actually haven't been. I mean, look, Eddie is still a, an amazing defender and his brain's there, but I, I don't think he's quite been the same. And that's not his fault. Major injury. I, I think it takes a little bit longer than even we think because I, I don't yeah. – I'm not seeing the same Eddie. I just haven't seen him quite yet. And I'm not saying that's bad. He's still better than 75% of the center backs in this league even coming off of a major injury. But he's not to the level I think he could be at, whereas Murray – for whatever reason, he lines up next to Chiellini, and all of a sudden, he's the second coming of, uh, you know, Barzogli or somebody playing with him at Juventus. He just he just finds a way to. It's like they're the sum. It's a greater than than the parts together. The sum is greater than the parts. So, I, I think that's interesting. Uh, one last thing. You got to go a long on. way, by the way. You got to go a long way to the season. I'm trying to find it out now. For the last time, it was Chiellini and Murillo starting together. That's it's true. a little bit of a stretch. Segura's been in there with one of those two guys for the better part mm-hmm. of two months. So before we move on, uh, any takes on uh, the the noon kickoff or even the 10 days to prepare? We had 11 days to prepare for the Galaxy. 
I would say that uh, if we're thinking back to 2019, uh, this is a much more optimal situation than I believe we had four 100%. games. We had to play the Galaxy, and then four ga- four days later, we had to play Seattle. But uh, any uh, any tidbits from either of you on on the the layoff and or the kickoff? Yeah, I'll, for uh, kickoff, I'll just say it's disappointing because of the magic the night creates at that place. Uh, but I get it. It's an ABC window. Yes, that was first dibs for the playoffs. They wanted LAFC Austin, so hopefully uh, they they get the most out of it. Yeah, Connor? you can't really argue right with the t- like. That's just that's the way it is. Um, I can complain all I want, but we'll have to get business done at noon, I guess, on a Sunday. Should we go? To Thankfully, it's before? it's it should be. What were you saying? The weather report's pretty. It's it's not going to be roasting hot. We'll have shadows. No, it's good. Yeah, like- so. In LA, it's going to be like I think it's a high of seventy three, which is a, a great for a day game, um, mm-hmm. in Los Angeles. Yeah, we will have a little bit of shadow, so we'll just have to get there really early and all have breakfast take, together. Take it easy on Saturday. Take it easy on. I know. Saturday. Should we yeah. do a, a one ten football mukbang we'll right breakfast through. pre Ooh. pre <laughs> yeah pre Strawberry conference final? We'll do a dream. podcast. Yeah, I, I'm I'm definitely in for that. Um, oh, okay, so let's fun. move on. Let's. I think we've covered catering uh, by Defenders of the Bank. Yeah. Well, that'll be yeah. a that'll be a liquid uh, breakfast, I believe. Then, uh, so, uh, guys, we we kind of covered we covered Galaxy, I think, pretty well. Uh, kind of things that we liked. We covered Austin and what we uh, would like to see different. Um, so, I think it's time for us to move on to to the fan questions. I want to start with one that I saw very early on from Craig, and I think I remember the gist of it. Uh, it was, and I know that we can't really do this, but he was asking, should we abolish the East versus West in the final because an LA LA final. Um, would have been pretty great. Connor, you see, Connor, nah. no, no, nah. like they do in League MX, one table. Yeah, like still have conferences, but then you structure them through through the supporter yeah. shield. We're so driven by our our rivalries and our regions that uh, East versus West doesn't isn't going to be the sexiest one. You're better off hopefully getting like, for instance. Philadelphia, New York City FC, or getting LAFC Galaxy. Uh, I think it, it would cater. It doesn't mean you're going to get it, but I, it does certainly happen in League MX. Mm-hmm. You know what? I hate so many teams in this Western Conference, Max. I dislike Galaxy. Awesome. Like the list goes on almost every team. I don't know if there's one other team that I like in the Western you Conference. Like the, I know there's you like the Any common ground possible. It's the fact that I will stick together and say that the Western Conference is better than the East any day of the week. And I will stand by my fellow rivals to make sure that point is hit home. To let these guys on the East Coast talk all they want. At the end of the day, the West is better. And as much as I hate, like, even the Dynamo, I'm going to back them to be better than who? Who this year? Who are we going to say? D.C. Uh, That's Connor got better this year because some of those teams like FC Cincinnati and Inter Miami, which were whipping boys, were yeah. now the doing much better. Yeah, but they just got replaced by the Torontos and the DCs, so they just kind of moved some pieces it happens around. Every year. Still pretty, I don't know. I yeah. I just think there's too much that goes into shifting stuff around. I I still enjoy the West versus East. I still enjoy this kind of Americanized version of this league because it's like you bridge the two gaps. You bridge American sports with football, and mm-hmm. it's great. That's why the playoffs are always crazy. Connor, Daniel Angel said he had beef to start the chat. He was like the first comment in the chat, and I think it's because of this. Important question. Important question. Why did you shave your mustache? Oh, yeah. I was going to do a playoff stash. Um, I had to shave it. I was filming this bit where I had to be clean shaven, so I did it. Um, And then I was going to be really mad if we lost because that means the it would was definitely the mustache that was keeping their our the mustache the alive. But it it actually did the opposite. Yeah. So maybe it's the clean shave, clean shaven playoff face. Yeah, you I don't, don't know. You don't want what, that. I don't, don't even know that. what I'm saying. I'm just talking at this point, guys. By the way, you don't want that kind of question. Pressure. Luis Reyes, what goes in the 110 signature breakfast burrito? I was actually going I was going there next as our resident foodie, Max. Well, because Reyes. I got to say, question. Our, thank our you, guys. These are great our questions. Our listeners have, don't have as many questions because they all have great takes. So they're on par with us. They're just here to for the company. They're not here for the expertise because they are all experts now. These are really good comments. Mm-hmm. So if you want questions, we kind of have to go the lighter route. So we're going burrito. I got to put <laughs> bacon in there somewhere. Okay. okay. That's all right. That's your... Is that your mushroom. that's your meat of choice, or is there more mushrooms? Breakfast. Very. Well, I'm a I'm a vegetarian, so I'm not, I'm going no no meat. Since There's only when? one burrito. You got to eat it. We all got to eat the same burrito. 
I'm not okay. vegetarian. I, I would rather not have mushrooms in my breakfast burrito, but I, I'm okay. with you on the bacon. How, how are you? Are, are you... Uh, so I've gotten some breakfast burritos where the hash browns are more tater tots and some where they're more the uh, sliced hash browns. Where are you? Where do you stand on that? I think Fredos? some sliced sliced hash browns, light, yeah. light dusting of the potato. So yeah. it doesn't overwhelm you. I don't want too much. And then you're you asleep too much. time. Yeah. What about eggs? I, I, I'm, I'm in with eggs, but sometimes too much eggs. Like tone it down I'm a little bit. I'm so glad we're having this conversation. Yes, Vince. Vince knows. Chris says you can never go wrong with mushrooms. I don't. I don't know about that, producer Chris. I really don't. Uh, here's here's a question. Here's a question. How does Bale find his way into this game? I think uh, he might not. 20, I mean, if we're winning, this is, this is the other thing with Gareth Bale. Because if he was healthy for that game, he he comes in and replaces Chicho. Instead, Chicho mm. goes ninety minutes. And Chicho was a uh, Chicho was laboring with Casares. He wasn't getting open, but then he had that chance and he scored the goal. But I think that's what would happen. You'd see Gareth Bale probably 70th minute. He can if regardless of the scoreline, if LFC are winning, he can help hold up play. Uh, if they're chasing, then he could certainly get it, or they're tied as well. So I think uh, there's a um, there's a there's a there's definitely a time for him. And by the way, Leonardo made a good point. Breakfast tacos are big breakfast. The breakfast taco discussion is back. How can we forget that? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. And by the way, uh, I also people see are talking saying the MLS it, Cup. I don't want to jinx it, but there's a USC Cal game at 730. I believe the MLS Cup would be played at 1 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it so there, be, that's not a conflict. Everyone keeps fine. asking about that. I will yeah, say for not, people in the chat, I think people are a little torn with the whole bail topic. Look, he You don't put him in there if you don't uh, need him. He wasn't 100%. If you don't need him, you don't need him. If he is feeling healthy, feeling 100%, if you're chasing the game or if you're winning, he can go in and help you regardless. It's still Gareth Bale. That being said, even if it's not a major injury, he's looking forward to the only World Cup he's ever going to play in. And I think, look, as much as I want to say he should be, like, grinding it out to play in the MLS Cup final, like, Take who he is into account and the context of his career into account. Look, I want him to be through and through, give everything he can in an MLS Cup final. Maybe he can just do that next year, guys. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a he, and he will be back. Yeah, it's a bit of a harsh reality, and I think it just again. Let's go back to when it happened, and let's go back to the salary that they signed him on. Every single MLS team would have gone for it. Has it gone necessarily that way? No, but at least LAFC had other depth than Teo and then the guys I already had. Exactly. That so I, I just I understand it because look, I would love Gareth Bale to come in and score a banger. But if he doesn't and LFC keep winning, I'm not hurt by it. And if he goes to the World Cup, fine. And, and who knows how he comes back. Maybe he comes back better than ever because he's he's buoyed by a great World Cup. But I, I just it doesn't bother me as much as I feel like it bothers some people where it's like you have a Ferrari in the garage and you're not bringing it out. I get it, but it's just I don't I don't know why it just doesn't bother me. Leave it's it the Ferrari in the it, garage. It's a luxury. Leave it in the garage. It's Bop. a luxury. So if we're able to go the distance and win MLS Cup and you know whether it's using the Ferrari a little bit or not, I I just don't get the hate that he's getting, especially when we're playing as good as we are and we have the depth that we're saying. I think you nailed it right on the head, Vince. It's like. It, it is a luxury. It's not like we're depending on him. If we were depending on him and needed him to come up big in the M- MLS Cup final and he didn't want to, then I would be a little upset at that guy. But, you know, you have big game Bawanka. I thought he was a fan favorite, guys. Come on now. He is. He's our yeah. best, He's our most important player right now. 100%. Danny Bawanka. Can you believe that? Ooh. That's a... I, that's a... That's a... I think a good take, but still a little hot. Like if if Danny, Danny Bwonga in his short period of time is your most important player, it's not a bad thing. But yeah, it's he interesting. Is. Yeah, I, mean, you're not, I don't think you're he wrong. Is, but he said, that's it's he more, more than anything. Lexus in the garage. That was the <laughs> that was the position we didn't have. That was almost like the Diego Rossi de facto type role that we were mm-hmm. missing, and he's exceeded mm-hmm. expectations. And it was like that little missing piece of the jigsaw. Boom. And it's not to say he's the most important player, but he was the clear-cut missing piece. And with that, mm-hmm. everything works. Well, you know how much I love a reference to Diego Rossi as one of my favorite LAFC players of all time. So I think that's a great, great shout. He does fill that void that Diego did with now timely goals. And just his energy is just, it's a different level. I will say, if Driussi gets injured or has to come off, who comes on for Austin? 
Maxi Uruti. <laughs> right? So, but if Vela has to come off for... I didn't mean to laugh. I stick by our Maxis. Mahala, Teo, mm-hmm. Bale, if healthy, right? So I'm banking on that to... to to see yeah. us through I like I, I kind of like the Austin I mean it's not the LAFC bench but they they they're able to get an impact from the guys they bring in even you know Owen Wolf you know somebody he came in and really shadowed these guys that uh were trying to get that equalizer so I mean it worked for Austin it's definitely not wait, an LAFC wait. wait a second here AXG GMX says Austin FC has zero stars they literally have a guy that could win the MVP Sebastian Giussi he will. is a star. He will. They'll, but Diego Fagundes, to him. me, is their most important player. Can you classify him as a star? I mean, he was like a throwaway that they brought in, and he's just become amazing this season. No, and their, their comment is, you're right, but the fact that you have Bale on your team and the other teams have zero stars, which is not true, and still give LEC a hard time says is a Is AXG GMX an Austin account? I don't know. But you know, what it said? No. you know what it says to me? It doesn't say a lot. It says, hey, this is football. It's not basketball where you can just have LeBron and win games and go go to a finals. Like you need to have a full complement of a team, and the With fact depth. that we have Bale on the, we have Bale on the bench and t- teams still give us a hard time. I don't think says anything about stars per se. And I think you're I don't know I just think you're really selling short the put good players around the other teams in MLS. Like Bale Bale was never going to be the the absolute best player in MLS. He just no. can he just has a higher ceiling in in moments. But somebody like Danny Buanga is is a much better player than than Bale over the course of ninety minutes. He's got to be. It's just and it's just an age thing. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't know. I agree. I, I like. <laughs> I, like I love that's your last man. your I last like words, Vince. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Leonardo just... <laughs> says, "I mean, Erling Holland exists, Vince. I mean, he exists, but not here, not in this realm. Yeah, he's he doesn't a, play he's with a the Austin. To, totally different world. All right, I, I just, I don't, I, I don't agree. I don't agree that Austin doesn't have stars. And and Max, to your point, Fagunda is not a star, but I agree with you, one hundred percent." Their most influential player with the he's selfless. He he allows Driussi to do all the things that gives Driussi the headlines. Yeah, that's it. I he think, takes a, he takes a big burden as, off him. And as Craig is saying, you know, I think he's got a point where Austin is better than the Galaxy, uh, at least against us coming into this game. But there's a reason why we're facing Austin in the conference final, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's gonna be. It's going to be an intense match. I again, the you get to this point in the season, nothing's guaranteed. I think LAFC have a better shot than they've ever had to go all the way. But again, like it could have easily gone the other way against the Galaxy in this game. It could easily want a couple moments being switched off, a shitty handball in the box leads to a penalty, right? Like there's so many variables at play where this is what happens when you have a crapshoot of a 90-minute playoff match, right? So yep. I'll be excited. I'll be pumped up, but I'll try to enjoy it and like I did last game. <laughs> AXG is still going at me for the Stars thing. Look, take the names off the we, back of the we, jersey. That's how that's how I look at Stars. Chiellini, Bale, Vela all have big names. But if I mean, they don't deliver, agreeing, they're, not, they're, they're, they're not Stars to me. No, he's just, he just saying, like, why can't your team play well because you have players that I've heard of? Yeah. I, okay. I mean, look at PSG. Still can't win a, a Champions League. So I just, again, it's football. Ooh. It's not about the names on the back of your jersey. So let's, I love the let's, PSG slander. Yeah, let's let's leave it there. Well, I did that specifically for my man, big game, Denny Buongo, who had a goal in each game against PSG and then two goals against the Galaxy. There you go. By the way, after that take from Vince, smash that like button. Let's go. Yeah, got a bunch it. of just people smash, in here. Smash that like button. Click the bell. Be notified every time we post a video. All right, thank, thanks for the fan questions, and thank you to AXG for getting it a little spicy in here. We needed it. That's what we want. Love spice. That's what we want. It's a little bit of a love fest here, so we appreciate you uh, moving moving along and getting us a little bit out of our comfort zone. You guys love us uh, too much. It's time to go to stoppage time, and it's our chance for each of us to pick a topic, any topic that we want to rant and rave on. And I'm going to start with you, Connor Klopsis. What is your stoppage time topic? And go for it. Are you guys ready, viewers? Ready for my stoppage time? <laughs> Um, I, I'd like to, I, I'm going to open it up to the league a little bit, uh, for my stoppage time this week. I think, um, the way the playoffs have gone and led to both the West and Eastern conference finals, I think this is probably two of the best matchups in a conference final in recent history. Um, so on the East, you have the reigning champions and, the arguably one the bet the best team in the east if not arguably the best team in the league there was that debate right then in the west you have the new hot kids on the block in in austin 
Um, and then the Supporter Shield winners, the MLS Cup or Bus team. So, look, if if Montreal had beat NYCFC, it would have been one and two seed versus one and two seed, which you don't get that much in these crapshoot playoffs. Like I talked about a little bit earlier, you have teams like RSL that make that finish seventh in the the table and somehow make the conference final. So it's up in the air sometimes. But look, these conference finals are what you want for MLS. You want LAFC hosting Austin FC. You want Philly hosting NYCFC. And whichever two teams come to the the playoffs, that's going to, to the final, that's going to be a great matchup. Um, Not only, I I think there's a couple boxes that each of these teams tick. It's big fan base, big market, um, other than NYCFC, a good stadium, a good (laughs) A home atmosphere, but <laughs> NYCFC doesn't have to worry about that Slip because that they won't there. be hosting anything, right? Um, if it was Montreal, I would have said great home atmosphere, great fan base, big enough fan base. But look, you have an NYC New York team. You have an LA team. You have a Texas team. You have a Philadelphia team. These are four great teams and great franchises to, to have in the conference final. So I'm very happy just on behalf of the league and the entertainment value. These This is what the league would have wanted. Um, and you want the best of the best to, to make it to the end. You want you want some good football come the end of the this season. So that's my stoppage time. Hard to disagree. Excellent. I, I mean, it, it is, and it also might be um, just sign- significant to where this league has gone and the way these teams are built now and, and franchises like you know, Philly, NYCFC, obviously earlier than LAFC pushing pushing the the league forward, and now you've got the LAFCs and the Austins. They want to go big, so uh, the fact and, that the four, those are the four, it's, it says a lot. And as Luis is saying, I, I mentioned at the top of the show, this was the pathway to the final that I wanted. He said, "Is this the hardest route to the cup? 100%. Biggest rival, number two in the West, and then if you play number one in the East, come on now, let's do it. Yeah, but let's I'll, go all the way. I'll I'll echo Daniel. Let's let's get there first. So, let's get there first. I know. Yeah, let's get there myself. first. So let's let's move that along then. Uh, Max Bredos, what is your stoppage time? Well, I was piggybacking a little bit off of Connor. I did also want to mention, because I saw some comments about the officiating, which was in all not four good. games, not good. I want to talk about it, and there's a lot of things, and I think Vince said something. I don't want to get off track here, but Vince said something about the Allen Chapman we were talking about. It's like the, this fear of making a big call in a key game. You, you got to make it. You got to make yep. it. Uh, and Drew Fisher was making some mistakes. And I saw your tweet about it. And it's like, it's, this is not, this standard is, it's getting, it's getting worse. So uh, I thought about it, but just getting back to uh, what I wanted to say that, yes, these playoffs have been fantastic. After uh, I saw those two conference semis, I looked at all the playoffs as far back as I could. You couldn't find a matchup. The one that I did like was 2016 when TFC played Montreal in one conference final, which was amazing. Seattle was on the western side. They played the Rapids. I don't want to crap on the Rapids, but it was that's not the sexiest team. So you didn't have a court, a, a four teams that were really uh, at the top. You yep. rarely have chalk. It's usually a fourth seed or a five seed. Here you have one versus two, one versus three, and the three is the reigning champion. You had yeah. four venues over Thursday through Sunday where it was fervent support, packed stadiums, no Red Bull Arena, no football lines at Toyota Stadium in Dallas. It was intense in all of them. You had great talent on the field, old and young, up-and-coming players like uh, Ismail Kone, uh, like Jesus Ferreira and uh, Alan Franco, uh, like uh, Denny Bonga to a lesser degree, who's a little bit more established, obviously Vela and the big stars of Philadelphia, who has the best academy outside of Dallas, maybe better than all of these things are amazing, but no one's watching. And it's a shame because I saw the ratings for the Thursday games and they were on FS1 who doesn't promote anything of this by they're, they're busy with some other things, but that's no excuse. And they were both in like the two forties. The fact that LAFC galaxy had a, 240,000 Nielsen rating, 240,000 people watching it across the country is insanity. That was, you know, a once in a lifetime. That in reality, I know MLS isn't a big winner. That should be getting 800, 900,000 viewers. I know that's wishful thinking, but it, it really should when you look at all the components that MLS has done their part. So I want more people to see this because it's like, you know, if a tree fell down in the forest, it's like, you don't know if it happened because, but this is something, it's a very, it's like a big redwood tree. You don't want to drop. Very nice to look at. You want it to be upright. And you, if it does go down, you want to be there. This makes any sense. So with 2023 coming, 
I think Fox and ESPN really never did enough to promote it. I worked at ESPN and saw it firsthand, how they treated the league. Uh, I didn't see any promotion really over the weekend. I know you're going against the NFL and college football, and that's untenable. Uh, Fox, again, with their promotion, it's non-existent. So with Apple TV here, I'd like to see maybe some changes. would like to see uh, a, a, a platform that really promotes it and gets this out. It's, it's easier to get it out and find ways to promote this league and find ways to get access to the players. I watched the uh, baseball playoffs, and they're interviewing guys in the in the dugout during the game. And like sometimes we go, oh, we can't hear from this guy. I go, why not? So there's a lot of work to be done because the product's good enough where we shouldn't be getting ratings like that. It should be to a much wider audience. It should at least double what those numbers are over the next couple of years. And hopefully uh, some other things and Apple help do that. Yeah. Granted, I mean, I it won't be linear. <laughs> no, but I think if I'm hearing it right, Connor says that the best MLS has ever been. And you're saying it's a good time for a change and we will get a change. So uh, hopefully Apple comes in with some big ideas. And I think that's, this chat is testament to that. All these people in this chat wanting to talk about MLS on Monday at 1 p.m. Uh, there's more people like this, yeah, and they're, they're all across the country. We just need to find them. And thank you, guys. Like, that is an interesting time slot for us to be doing this show, like, in retrospect. So, like, thank you for tuning in every week and, like, listening to us. Because, like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't even hype myself up that much, but I appreciate that you guys enjoy this experience this much. And we will continue yeah. to to be here for you guys. Well, great takes from you two going kind of league-wide and big picture. I'm not as smart as you two, so I'm going to stay with what I know. I'm going to go back to LAFC and kind of bring us home. I think what we've learned from LAFC, not just in the two games they played against Austin, but in these playoffs, is the only team that can beat LAFC is LAFC. I really believe it. Oh. I watched this team play against the Galaxy, and to our points, I don't think we saw the game plan that they were able to put together, but they were able to claw their way into the game, and they never trailed. That's what was really important in this game. I know it, was just, it seemed a lot closer and a lot crazier, but they never trailed in this game. They had leads at multiple points. They were able to hold on to a lead late in the game, which is something that we haven't always been able to say about LAFC. But then when I went back to look at those Austin games to see what edge or what I could find that, that I think LAFC needs to do better, it really was just don't make mistakes. First Austin game, uh, it's a corner. Cheeky looks to clear, does try to do... A, tries to do a cheeky flip uh, with his left foot and plays it right back to an Austin player. Uh, by that point, we basically left the box. It goes into Gab Gabrielson. He finishes. Uh, there in Austin, I could have counted at least three individual mistakes that led directly to goals. And really, if you're looking at this LAFC team and we're saying what's better than 2019, it is that pragmatism. So if they can come out there and just find ways to keep games close as they get into halftime. Now, I would love them to boat race them and just hammer this Austin team. But I, I'll say this, just keep it close. If it's 1-1 at halftime with the adjustments that LFC's made and no major gaffes in the back, they've got the they've got the talent. I'm, I really think that this is apropos to that, that kind of Real Madrid run that they had in the Champions League last year. It's like, you leave this team hanging around, they have the talent when the games get a little stretched, uh, when you just need a moment of quality, LFC is going to finish you off and they're not going to make the major mistake. So that's that's going to be my big takeaway in these playoffs. If we don't see a major mistake from LAFC, I like their odds in any game, in any matchup. And then add the fact that they're at home. It just puts that little extra on top for them. The quality, the depth, the adjustments, it's just it really comes down to don't shoot yourself in the foot. And I think LAFC will be at least in the final. Anything can happen in a final. But I think that's the way to raise MLS Cup. And that's kind of been... The big major difference, like I said, 2019, 2022, these are two very different teams and go about it in different ways. It's the, uh, I guess it's like the the firepower 2019 and the go, 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 all breaks, no gas versus now it is basically pragmatism all the way through. Yeah. I want to well, say made, they've made it really quickly. If they win the Western Conference final, the season will not be a failure if they lose MLS Cup. They would have had a successful, they would have exceeded that. Fair. I'm still MLS Cup or bust. Okay. I, I, yeah, I don't. I mean, getting there. They've never been to an MLS. They've never been to an MLS. No, but look, I wanna, I, I, Max. I think to your point, it's been a success. This team is undoubtedly one of the, if not the best team in the league. And I think I'm not disagreeing with that. But you need to go the distance. You have to win a trophy. You have to win MLS Cup, right? You can't just distance. keep keep. You can't just keep going to the playoffs for uh 
just for a vacation, right? You just got to be able to go to the di- – you just have to win it once. Win it once, guys, please. By the way, uh, Luis, I did not fall asleep. I was looking down at my phone because I was texting the producer. Yeah, so, he was trying know. to tell me to to get get with it and get get my point out, which is fair. Okay, which I didn't. Uh, you guys... Which was directed to the producer because he told me to do the same. Anyway, water under the bridge. Well, yeah, we're Chris. we're good. We, Max, you and I are good, right? We'll still do a podcast tomorrow. Is that okay? Excited, Max, Vince. If one of us did have to land a a, a plane that a captain wasn't able to to land, who who would we pick out of the three of us? Uh, you, because I believe you actually have a, a couple pilots license under yeah, your belt. Right. Yeah. You probably you're at the Santa Monica Airport taking lessons every other Sunday. I think. Are we right on that? Okay, sure. No, no, you're not right. Maybe like a couple <laughs> you're years You're right ago. by the Burbank Airport where we're at XRM. You're going, let's get an assessment. No, at XRM. I actually take out of X, uh, out of Burbank. I go to Vegas every weekend. Yeah, well, even if you have a couple years ago pilot experience, Max Brothers and I have zero. Zero I don't know. Experience. I don't know about you guys, chat, but I feel like Just Max trying don't to take land that. a don't take that plane seven could be pretty fun. I'll tell you what. We know who you want. Uh, in in the cabin, hanging out and partying with it's Max Bredos. Max Bredos is going to be your in-flight entertainment for the sure. Even Hammer himself. Oh yeah! All right, guys, you guys have been great. This has been awesome. Uh, we've <laughs> got a sense. big matchup on Sunday, and of course, One Ten Football will be there. We'll be out at Pepsi Plaza before, so we'll be there early. We'll have some breakfast together, uh, and then we'll be there after the game, hopefully celebrating LAFC's first appearance in, M- in an MLS Richie Cup final. Val- Richie Valenzuela reference from Luis. Ooh. It's not. Oh no, no. Let's not talk about that. That's a bad way to end it. But yeah, hey guys, join us. <laughs> yeah, why'd you have to? Why'd you have to talk about it, Max? Yeah. Well, yeah. Max that finds his way. Somber. Max finds a way to always find the 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 toughest comment to really bring the mood down. Max, the but anyway, killer. guys, Western You're the Conference Final, ninety minute match, one win, we host MLS Cup. That's all. It speaks for itself. Let's go. That's all it takes. And we got ten ten days to prepare. So we'll see you guys there. Max and I will have a uh, Max and Vince podcast tomorrow. That'll be out on Wednesday. Uh, so there'll be still plenty of content, but join us back. Pepsi Plaza before the game on Sunday. We'll see you guys there.